Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Good Trump, and we are on Dudes Talk Shit. And today, we, uh, of course, I'm Brian Lyles. Hi again. Hello. Come here. Dudes Talk Shit. You got (laughs) this motherfucker right here in this motherfucker, the one and only TJ, the Chicago kid who has been re Christian. TJ, um, my nuts is dirty. <laughs> is flirty. He's a fool. And Tuesday. Anyway, yeah, we we back. Um, we are hoping Naomi Banks joins us soon. Um, she's on West Coast time, is East Coast time. So, um, mm-hmm. one of our guests, Olivia, didn't. Well, she she hit me and told me she couldn't make it. Here's my thing, because this is a whole different format in radio. So we talk about what's man. Don't if you know what the show's gonna be about, and you know what we, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I told you the date. I told you the time. I told you everything. And at the <laughs> last second, you say you're busy. Come on, man. I mean, that's that's just not that's not professional in terms of. Waiting to Tuesday to tell me when we tape it on Tuesday night. <laughs> okay, how how to interpret this? Um, how I feel about. It. <laughs> Go ahead, TJ. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm high, just so you all know, I smoke before I got on the air. So if I say some shit that's just kind of out there, don't hold it against me. Mm-hmm. But. That is the sign. That is that is the the, the sign of a lousy bitch who mama mama blame um another bitch for daddy not being around. When these bitches make friends and they fuck your ass around and act like your time not worth. I mean, bitch, you knew the entire time. You look, I had my little show on a pussy ass rip radio network. And on the first day, this bitch wakes up after we had planned this. It was like months before the show came on. This lousy, funky bitch ends up waiting 30 minutes prior to me going on air to say mm-hmm. I'm going to make it. It came up with some kind of motherfucking tall tale. So when I say this is the sign of a, a lousy bitch who ain't never done right by a man, and ain't never been done right by man. That's why these bitches mad. Them the kind of bitches that waste your time. I see that bitch on the side of the road. It's raining. I'm just gonna drive through a puddle of fucking water and wet that bitch up. Here's, here's my thing. Tell you what, okay. Y'all know me. Normally, rip radio and the guest doesn't show. Say so they can't make it. I keep it. Okay, that's fine. I don't mention it. Man, forget this. This is this is different format now. What she told me is that I have a video channel as well. Didn't you know that when we talked last week and we've been talking by Twitter DM all for the past two weeks and now you just remember you have your own video? I'm going to tell you this. You better not come on your channel doing what we're doing now. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Now, that's some copycat. This is, this is the type of fucking bitch who pussy so garbage. 
her nigga be wanting to put a condom on. That's how bad her <laughs> pussy is. So don't get mad about the funky bitch like that. Oh boy. But this is the motherfucker. The first thing her boyfriend wanna put on the condom. He don't even trust that pussy. So don't worry about that funky bitch. That's badges. Dude's talking shake has just been certified thanks to TJ right now. So I'm fine with it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I had to let that off my chest because this has been going on in the radio business for a long time. And now on this format, I'm just gonna tell you how I feel. So if you know, show us, then this is what's gonna happen, you know. Or if you call us with some bullshit. This is what's gonna happen, and we just gonna let it out there, and and tell people why you no showed or you decided to cancel at the very last minute. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, Period. Type of bitch that'll let a motherfucker pay for a trip to Miami and then she don't show up to the airport. <laughs> don't get me started on that. Telling bitches that don't won't even go pay for their meal. They don't believe in investing in themselves. So to pay off elsewhere, they just suck off everybody else. So man, fuck these funky ass bitches. And we, well, we we talked about the Me Too movement a little bit last week too. So just a little bit. Just a little bit. But I know TJ got a whole lot, and we don't have six items. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the Me Too movement. It's just it is just poorly poorly directed at very individuals. Pretty much, it's like it's like a in a weird sense, it's almost becoming like a nuclear bomb, and and it's going, you know, it, it has a one particular target, but it's almost hitting almost everybody else. And unfortunately, it's like I said, like I said last week, it's going after entertainers and politicians. Mind you, the politicians, truly, they've been doing dirty for years, and you know, entertainers, like I said, with wine, their wine scene's been doing a lot, but when you got people like Russell Simmons coming up and being, you know, alligated about these things. And you're kind of wondering, it's like, really, Ross? I don't, you know, you kind of question that. But, you know, we just recently saw Fabulous going apeshit over Emily B. And, and everyone's saying, Fabulous? I don't understand. He's, he's a nice guy and all that stuff. But they have something. They have demons. So, hey. Well, man, it's crazy. I, I, anyway, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm, um, can y'all see me? Yeah. Yeah, I see. Okay. I see light and everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I had to put the, you know, I had a little the last time the background was plain, so I had to just right. duck in the back. Let me say this about the uh, Me Too movement. And I ain't gonna like really go in like I did on the other but uh-oh. the Me Too movement is something that's being weaponized by a demographic of women to extract financial gains out of men as a result of them not being paid the same as men. You get what I'm saying? Well, so I, I hear that, but you know, don't you feel like don't you feel like women be equally paid? No, of course, but as a result of them not being equally paid, this is how they making up the difference. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all ain't gonna pay us equally. We're gonna find a way to get this money out of y'all. And this Me Too movement, while I do not deny the fact that women are subjugated to some horrible shit, but it's mm-hmm. not a weaponized thing. You know, there are certain things that can be weaponized, like, say, mm-hmm. for instance, accusing somebody of being racist. 
That, right. in a sense, if you can incense the community, you can weaponize that. You, are, If you're a critical of the Jewish community, something that might be legitimate, you weaponize mm-hmm. the accusation of anti-Semitism. So if you say something like a lot of the Jewish landlords in New York, I mean, a lot of the slum landlords in New York were Jewish men. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That can be validated. But if you weaponize and accuse a person of being anti-Semitic, then that which is legitimized, you delegitimize it by simply associating some negative connotation to it. So with this Me Too movement, all these bitches ain't getting harassed at <laughs> Some of you bugaboo, mountain deer looking bitches, ain't nobody <laughs> sexually harassing your motherfucking ass. The most they doing is stealing your goddamn um, Lunchable out of the goddamn uh, community cafeteria at work. But ain't nobody trying to get no pussy from you hoes, locking <laughs> in closets trying to fuck you, you know, you walk in their office and they just pull a dick out. Motherfucker is not that sick, but it's enough motherfucker make bullshit accusations. Bruh, you know I forgot to tell what? about the F. <laughs> I forgot to tell about everything. No, you're fine. You can say what you do and it's already you, you, you just do you do you. But uh the thoughts of and the opinions of TJ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no way, man. I don't. Oh, mind, I don't mind having an unpopular opinion. No, I agree with you. But, but but let me say this, fellas. If you ever want a motherfucker to really speak how you all are thinking without worrying about your pussy intake being interrupted, let me be mm. your spokesperson. Just like motherfucker that's really racist. Donald Trump is their motherfucking spokesperson, even though they won't tell you that. They don't let you know it. They just vote for him silently and go along with everything he says silently. It's okay to go along with what I said. Just don't be that simp gump motherfucker that's jumping on every goddamn subject to make the man look bad in order to build his pussy portfolio. I will be your voice, fellas. So as far as this Me Too movement is concerned, you funky bitches. Everybody that's a woman ain't getting motherfucking shitting on on her job because she's a woman. Probably because the bitch does terrible work. Ain't all you bitches getting fucking sexually harassed because a lot of motherfuckers on the job like dick anyway. And you fat, funky bitch who, who no matter what type of tight girdle you wear, is not stopping that big, gigantic poopa in front. So y'all bitches stop now. All you motherfuckers that work for these jobs, you like to use your looks to get ahead, right? You like to come to work with a to get ahead, right? But then when mm-hmm. you, you, that test, that next test is for me to fill on them titties. Now, all of a sudden, it's sexual harassment to work. But bitch, you use your pussy to get where you was. Don't stop now. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? My, my opinions are about, I'm about 95% on the same page as you are. But... It's another thing. It's selective sexual harassment. So if she likes you and you harass her, it's not harassment. But if she doesn't like you and you did the same exact thing that the dude she liked did, now it's harassment. You see what I'm saying? They want their cake and eat it too. You, you but, Go ahead, bro. But, but the thing is, 
And I, I hope Naomi comes on very soon. <laughs> Maybe because she further explained it. Sometimes it's not this. That's why I feel like there's the accusation and then there's the investigation. Majority of the stuff that we've been hearing or reading are allegations. And the investigation sort of goes dormant. So I don't know. We don't know. If like the perfect example right now, I can figure right now is uh senator franklin or uh what's that dude the senator from minnesota they, they, yeah i'll forget i mean he pretty much is like they they blamed him for you know that whole picture with uh back like 30 years ago and then all of a sudden it's like okay he had to resign and it's like okay what's wrong here this is 30 years ago this is whatever at the time back then and now you have, you have to force them out. All these people being forced out without proper investigation. Now, Weinstein is another story. There's investigation and there's a list of them, you know, left and right and north and south, east, west, all over the place with them. But when it comes to certain other people, when you know that the investigation is kind of like, you know, really hasn't really started or better yet, it's very slow. I don't understand the fact of having a person have to leave their job position while you know i can understand maybe it's got the morale or the sense of this like the fear factor all this stuff but really it's like hey until you've proven the fact that hey i did this thing you know based off of whatever you know i should still have my job seen i still should be working that i have a problem with I, until the investigation is finalized i mean you keep putting you know these cop killers you know keep putting them up where the cops killing black folks, put them in, in on the bench and keep them having desk jobs and still getting paid while you quote unquote still doing your investigation. No, you, in that way, you're kind of taking them off the streets. No, you're still, they're still in the picture. They're still getting paid. But these other folks being allegated for sexual harassment, shoot, they have to look, look for a new job. It's my thing. I'm going to say this real quick. It's, it's gotten to the point now, and I feel sorry for the young men in the next generation, the men, not the little soft mofos we got today who went tight jeans and, and, and all that crap and bright colors and all that mess. I'm talking about the real men in the next generation because today you can't even give any a woman a compliment without she thinking you trying to smash. Or you can't even. Well, isn't that the woman's fault in her environment and her 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 issues? Because again, it's just, it, it really it's like I I meet some women there. It's like if you give certain women a certain compliment, especially you know the, some of the women on Rip Raider we met, they're cool. You give them a compliment, they'll love it. But if you go out in the various streets of any inner city, you give a girl a compliment. They have an attitude. It's like, why are you talking to me? Why are you doing this? It's like, whoa, what's wrong with you? I'm just trying to say hi or just kind of give you. I get that. I really think it's product of their environment. I, I mean, maybe the fact since the fact of living with just, you know, a single mom in the house and where her mom keeps talking shit about her dad and saying, it's like, man ain't shit. Man ain't doing this, that, and left and right. But then again, it's like when a nice guy, again, maybe the feeding in her ear and all that stuff saying that like certain certain guys are going to do certain things they're going to creep keep creating that crazy wall up mm -hmm. i mean it's you know, that, that i just don't understand well i'm gonna say this um i unfortunately 
we live in a society now where whatever you say is dissected times 20. There's no such thing as free speech anymore. And now you can't even tell the opposite sex how beautiful you look without being pulled into HR or without her thinking you trying to hit. And I didn't even say nothing. I ain't say, damn, you got a fat ass. Even though to a lot of them, whoever, it depends on who says it, whether it's a compliment or not. That's, that's I, a whole well, that's true. I, I think also you have to add in the fact of the social media lifestyle. And surprise enough, it is a lifestyle where, you know, people would like to see a heart, would like to see some crazy emoji of how affectionate you are towards them compared to saying, hey, I like you. Just a simple, you know, me telling you that in person. But no, you rather have it put a heart emoji or a star or whatever to say, hey, say, oh, he likes me, he likes me, and all that stuff. And then you get that crazy affection, but still it's it's like, but you tell them in person, it's just like, whoa, I don't know you like that. I, I It's like, why are you invading my space? And, and all that stuff is like, hey, I'm just making a proper compliment. It's, it's, it's that harm, but some people it is. Well, we're still waiting for Naomi. She hasn't come on yet, but we're going to keep it moving with, if she comes, she comes and she, if she comes, she comes. <laughs> Coming with that kitty. <laughs> you gonna say it up something else. She had a motherfucking pedicure appointment that she had tonight. <laughs> well, she is a businesswoman. She just got back from Denver doing Exotica 2018. So see now yeah, I mean, she's trying to get a pass because I worked with her in the, before in the past, and I know how she is. And I know she's trying work capacity. Oh, she had a show on the network. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh. she's she's about it. So you know what I'm saying? She just came back from tour, so she can't make it. And she's from Chicago. I can't fuck with her too tough. I'm fucked <laughs> up. She may fuck with you. <laughs> she's like, don't come at me. <laughs> but I got this issue now. So it's I'm I'm you know, I, I put my age out there. I turned 40 in September. Oh, and ah. I'm having I'm just now beginning to grow a full beard. It took me I haven't I haven't got a haircut <laughs> now. I, I haven't got a haircut since January. I mean I've shaved my head. And I shaved my mm -hmm. head, but I haven't touched this part. I just let the beard grow in. Everything looks fine. I'm gonna get it shaved up probably next week. But it's one little part on here that just won't it just won't grow in. Right. So, <laughs> everything else shaped up, but it's one little part on the side that's like <clears throat> Bored is like you gotta go get you a pint of you got you gotta get you a pint of squirrel pee and rub it on your face. <laughs> that worked, you did it? Nah, nah, hell nah. I ain't put no piss on my face. So you gonna tell me to put piss on my face? You ain't put some squirrel piss on you. First you got to catch the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all had any problems growing a beard? Anybody? I I've tried and I say forget it. I I rather do the Fu Manchu goatee thing. That's fine, Renee. Uh, ever since I was a teenager, it just wasn't coming out right. So it's like forget that. I'll I'll just shave the sides off and just grow the goatee, and that's fine with me. I to grow it, but I don't like the growth process. I don't like the itching and everything. So I just yeah. goatee. But yeah. yeah, and the food, you know, the longer you know, you notice like down here, the food gets caught. You know, you gotta. You know, oh, then on your shirt, you know, okay. looking like a, a, a young Benny Siegel on the face. <laughs> well, I want to talk about uh, something else. I want to talk about, um, well, I don't know. I, I, I'm a wrestling fan. Um, 
Oh, don't talk about that garbage from the other night, man. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Or both. You don't watch it. I watched it. That shit was awful. <laughs> I will. We will keep this brief then. I will say it was awful. Uh, up until uh, it was good. Up until I'm gonna say uh, what match was that? It slowed down. Um, whatever match was after the Daniel Bryan match, and it just slowed down. Then it just uh, that was the that was the Raw's women title. Yeah. From that match yeah. on, it was just it was just like it, the show. I would get the show up to that point. I get the show a nine out of ten. From that point on, that brought the nine down to like a six point five for the whole show. So <laughs> I, I don't. I, I've never watched T. Um, I guess it's what is it? Um, NXT. So I mm-hmm. watched. That, I watched um, their pay per view, mm-hmm. and I'm like, God damn! Mm-hmm. Wrestle. Yeah. Like I don't mm-hmm. know what the storylines be about because you know all WWE writers are just cornballs as fuck. You can say that again. But um. Oh. Yeah, they cornball as fuck. I mean, I'm like the talent on NXT, and and listen, I get it. I know they like the lighter guys, the 205. 205 does not deserve a show. No, it doesn't. Right. It does not deserve yeah. it. You can feature a match on, on Raw. You can feature one match on SmackDown, but they don't need their own show. And with them bringing so many women in, they got to either create another belt, either a sub belt or like a like a tag team belt. But they got to get them mm-hmm. something to do, because if you have two matches of the, of the ladies, you can feature a one on one one on one match. Then you create a division like the um, two t- two tag team or the three like three bird fat tag team had or something like that. So you can have at least. That second match could be that. That's right. that's eight women who appeared on the show that night and got to wrestle. They can't do that under the search when you have a one on one or a two on two. It don't make no sense. So they need to get well, another belt to work for. Well, that's what uh, TNA impacted because when their women division kind of increased in a sense, they created women tag team belts. You know, and especially when some of their women's became you know, got part of a faction. And they and they figured they were so popular, but they weren't in the the main title storyline. So they created these tag titles. I, I, honestly, I think that's the perfect route to get because tonight they brought in the Iconics, and I figured it's like oh, shoot, have them to go up against the Bellas if whenever they return, and it's for the you know women's tag team titles. That'll be something. So I mean, right there is there is potential. It's just the timing has to catch up to them because WWE, like you said, WWE is stuck on this. Vince McMahon has to control everything to the way he wants it, even though everything else looking like it's getting there. You know, we're still waiting for Vince to sort of like let Stephanie and Triple H take over because this, we're, I mean, just like WrestleMania last night, the main event was ridiculous. I, I, I'm sick and tired of Brock Lesnar having a belt that he's not there for and he's crushing people for no damn reason. It's like the top tier guys they put out there for him to face. If Braun Strowman can't beat him and and you can quote unquote the dog of the yard can't beat him, who can? I don't understand that. I don't understand why they keep trying to sell Roman Reigns to us. I don't I know why because- 
It's the natural progressive. Even with John Cena, now, I understand John Cena because John Cena sell to a lot of kids. But don't right. like John Cena. Nobody likes Roman Reigns. And, and really, nobody likes Randy Orton. Randy Orton need to be. He needs to get one of those legacy contracts. I'm tired <laughs> of seeing him. Too. But they have too many wrestlers <laughs> in NXT that can actually ball. I mean, it was my first time watching it, and that show, every match was better than anything that they did at WrestleMania. Then they bring these people and, up and they fuck them. Well, I'm gonna tell you. Here's my issue. A lot of them, all of them can wrestle, most of them, or they wouldn't be in the business. Most of them, anyway. My whole thing right. with them is they don't, they don't do, they don't have the characters that they used to have back in the attitude. Or like, for instance, it was a bunch of characters out back in that era, back in the '90s when Stone Cold and all them were around. Who uh, they man, they had about two or three moves in their arsenal. But they had that right. character. You wasn't. You didn't pay attention to that because they, the character and the storyline surrounding. Yeah, you the Rock was like one of the worst wrestlers ever. I don't right. think he's the worst, but you know he he what he. But did, he can he carry a show. He could give you a match. You know he can make it look interesting. It wasn't like he was a technical wrestler, no shit like that, and he had the worst finishing move ever. Right. Elbow. Get your pussy ass. <laughs> But here, here's here's the difference between NXT and the, let's say the NXT and the main roster is this. With NXT, it is pretty much pure raw talent, and and I want to say they they do the let anything goes type of uh, format with them. It's more like it's like hey, here's the storyline, here's the scenario, do what you do best, and we'll go from there. And that's what they did. And I and and I trust me, there's been a lot of. If you if this was your first takeover, then you missed a lot, and because I've been watching for like you can say about three years, and they've had every NXT take I don't want to say everyone, but there have been some very phenomenal NXT takeovers, and especially where one of them was a women's match that became the match of the year for the entire company. So the way I see it is, is like there's a lot of great potential in NXT. It's just once they get to the main roster, they get meld into that mess of bad storylines or like you say, just too many people getting crowded up in there and not knowing what to do with them, except you may see them if you go to a house show. And it was just kind of unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 uh, it's not what it was. I think a lot of people stuck on back in the day. We loved it so much, but I think we have to come to the fact that it's not like that anymore. It's over. It's done. That era- Here's another problem, and I don't think a lot of people are mentioning this. And I really think the other problem is the fans. The fans confuse me because I don't know who they're cheering for. Whatever they, you, you don't know. Usually, the fans sort of set the tone of who's a face, who's a heel, and pretty much they like everybody so much. It's like, or they hate everybody so much, even though we view the particular, like you say, perfect example is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is supposed to be the face of the face in that Brock Lesnar Romans match, but everybody hates Roman in that crowd. If you hear it, it's kind of like, wait, you guys want Brock to keep this belt. And Roman's telling you, this guy's not here. He, he, he gets a lot of privileges, but you still keep cheering for him because of what he's Brock Lesnar. Makes no sense. I'm telling you what it is, what what WWE is more so, more so concerned with. And it's going to sound kind of crazy, but, in every department store, 
Target, Kmart, Walmart, wherever you go, what are you going to find in the toy section? Those goofy-ass well, action figures. True. They're big on selling that. You got to think. Um, the first three Star Wars movies, the way they was written with, with Luke and everything, George Lucas was tending to go away of making Luke turn bad after Darth Vader, but they figured they couldn't sell, they couldn't sell the action figures. So they began right. telling the story in a way that they could turn around and market the action figures. So WWE is real big on selling those damn action figures. And this is why people like John Cena, they won't turn him to a heel, because I guess the heels don't sell. The good guys sell. And they're trying to, you know, it's, it's, it's really it's really stupid, but they really need they need to just pull a couple of fans off the street and let them start writing. Because I'm not entertained. I'm not entertained. Nobody's entertained. They, they don't have storylines. They have matches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And me, I'm all about entertainment. I give a damn about a match. You can put two big, fat 400 people in the ring, let them go. If there's a nice storyline around it, I'm going to be interested. Right. You know, it's all about entertainment. It's all about personalities. When I used to run wrestling shows, I booked personality-wise. A lot of the guys, I didn't even see their matches. I saw them. I saw that look. I heard them talk. And I booked them off of that. What they did in the ring was just extra. But we took care of it outside the ring. And people were interested just because they were hooked on who they were. Not because they go in the ring and do a whole bunch of flips and shit and all that. Nobody cares about that. Except today, you got these uh, internet fans who, uh, you know, I guess they like, ooh, flips. They think it's real. It's not real. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with a good match. Don't get me wrong. But we all know it's fake. It's not a sport. So when I'm watching Scandal or when I'm watching... A soap opera. If I'm watching something on TV, I know it's not real. It's on TV, but I'm hooked off of the story they telling me. I know what you know, such and such got shot. They didn't really get shot. That's part of the story. So that's what wrestling is. It's not a sport. It's fake. They're fake fighting. Right. So if they're fake fighting. Why are you sitting up here? Ooh, ooh, such and such beat such. No, he didn't beat such and such. It's fake. <laughs> but the the main problem though is the end result. And I like I said, WrestleMania is supposed to be their year-end thing in the you know in the first month, third month of the year, which is weird. But anyway, it's supposed to be a year-end thing, and it's supposed everything's supposed to accumulate here. But they everything is so you know constant with them. You know, mind you, in the '80s, it was WrestleMania was the one big thing, and then through the years, they started adding more and more pay-per-views and more and more thing, shows and all that stuff. Like you said, the entertainment part of this sport has kind of dwindled down or pretty much uh, watered down the the sport aspect of it. That's why I felt like the 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 ending, especially the Brock Lesnar Roman match. It, it, to me, it was like a letdown. When you hear the fans chanting, this is boring, this is awful, I heard that. It wasn't, you normally say this is awesome. No, they're saying awful. And, and that means it's like, look, I do not want to see Brock Lesnar beating up a guy to a pulp to the point where it's like, I waited five plus hours to, for this match that you overhyped to see someone get bloodied up for no apparent reason. 
Well, when you're so pressed to have when you're so pressed to have Brock on the on the roster, you'll sign mm-hmm. a twelve million dollar contract that he doesn't have to do house shows. He only has to make so many wrestling appearances during the year, and he only has to compete in so many matches. When you do that, then you end up. I mean, you make him more important in the company. But here's the thing that I've noticed, especially in their storyline aspect. You know what? If you really sit and think about it. And when I'm saying it, y'all gonna be like, you know what, you're right. They don't film, they don't do the production as far as the storyline goes. Remember how they used to do the, the production where they would go out outside of the stadium? Like when Rock, yep. I think Rock and either Triple H or Stone Cold was into it, and Rock took mm-hmm. the belt and threw it over in the water, or when when Booker T and Stone Cold had to fight in the grocery store, they don't take their the storylines outside of the arena that night. Nah, they, they don't, I, I can't but, believe well, they've done it. They don't put that extra work in it. They no, don't put they that. Don't. It, they keep it right in the, it, it right in the arena. In these fake little yeah, offices that they didn't put a backdrop in front of. Like, <laughs> fake coming mm-hmm. to Kurt's office. This bullshit, it, it doesn't even go outside of live that night within the stadium. Some of that shit used to be taped and you'll have a motherfucker fighting outside in the parking lot or fighting outside in the... It's just the worst thing ever. And stop trying to use old gimmicks that used to work that you can't really use because I'm so sick of this motherfucking woke and Matt Hardy. What? I hate... I'm like, come on, dude. Go back to being the fucking fucking Hardy boys because this... this (laughs) You you talking with this English accent like the <laughs> ever? I'm like it worked for TNA, and then TNA bought the rights to the team, and you couldn't use it. So you went from um 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 broken Mac Hardy to walking Mac Hardy, and now you're doing this same shtick that you did in TNA over in WWE. Like the motherfuckers in WWE wasn't watching TNA too. Like, you're going to bring this new shit in. Come on, man. Stop that goofy shit. Well, that's what people like That's what people are liking it, though. I mean, I know you hate it, but it's that's what people are liking it for. Because it's like, hey, when, when they brought back Matt and Jeff, they felt like it's like, hey, yo, 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 connection. Yo, connection. Yeah. You're chopping big time. Anyway, <laughs> I I feel like you know, when what's going on here? Oh no, man! You sound like a robot. It's like what's going on? Okay, They pretty much said that it's like. They wanted everyone, all the fans wanted to see. Oh, yeah, man. You, you know, broken. Maybe you hear me wrong, but that's that oh, wrestling is that as it's probably because of the fact that the bit of. It's still bad. You might want to move to the left or move to the right. Or... What's up? Yeah, you're chopping up a little Look, bit. Man, you might have to get um, <laughs> come on over here to ATL. Uh, <laughs> no, but look, we're going to end the wrestling talk. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
That is the connection. Is you sound like a robot? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! It is. It's, it's, it got better, then it got worse again. Yeah, you, we we ain't understood the shit you said for the last five minutes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that hey, bad. How about this? Oh, Does anybody know any ladies that we can we can have them join the discussion right now? This is different. This is not really formatted like when we on Rip Radio. We do it different here. We just go with the flow. So uh, I'm going to send some out, some fillers out to see what we can get here. Yeah, get uh, us the ladies on here with some good connection. Not. Now I'm So uh, we're gonna. Um, what was I gonna say? We're gonna see who else we can get. But in the meantime, I wanted to ask Naomi TJ. Naomi didn't show up, huh? Huh? Naomi didn't show up, huh? Well, she gets a pass. What? Huh. <laughs> nah, fuck that. She ain't here. I'm about to talk shit about her now. Why the fuck she get a pass? Because <laughs> we work with her before, and I know uh she came all the way from the West Coast. Did she said she's gonna do it tonight. She said she would, but she just got back from I her don't give a fuck what her funky ass just did. She said she was going to do it. Her funky ass should have been a woman or a motherfucking worse. Stop giving these bitches passes for bad behavior. Just her. Fuck that. Because I worked with her before. And she's she's going to be about her <laughs> This man. That I motherfucking Buick LaSalle engine pussy on here with all the fucking miles on it. Shit. You said you was gonna do it, bitch. Bring your motherfucking ass on. Now, what? Hold up. Now, you said you was gonna tell her something when she got on here. What was you gonna tell her? Uh, you know, I, I was gonna talk to her about a couple of friends she and I both share in the industry that we like, probably both have sex with, but. <laughs> what? Come on, I know you. You want to tell me about being pussy. Now, you're not gonna give up no names? What? <laughs> Women in porn that I've had sex with? Yes. Throw out a name. I might I might have fucked her, I might not have fucked. I, I, I tell you right. Yeah, the rain. Who? What you say? <laughs> September and rain. I'm I do not know No, nah, you know them, you know them porn star bitch. You, you old, so let me throw out the old one, Vanessa Del Rio. No, nah, but she <laughs> follows me on Twitter though. Uh okay. Uh, uh, Monique Divine. Monique Divine? Yeah. I almost hit Monet twice. How much? No, no, no. No, I almost hit her twice. I was supposed to get it in Philly a couple of years ago at Club Onyx, but I was up there for the Marine Corps birthday, and some brothers from my unit was so fucked up, I had to get them back to the room. So as we passing each other, we recognize each other and remember each other from a, another account of where we were so, supposed to hook up. And she's like, what you doing? You leaving? And I'm like, I got to take them back to the hotel. She's like, come back. Come back. But <laughs> she begged, she asked you to come back. Yeah. yeah. She <laughs> huh? You didn't pay her anything? No. We was we was talking on some personal shit. It wasn't on me meeting her and paying. Oh, you talked into the into it. She, 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 well, with her, I mean, that was just talking something. Some of the mother motherfuckers, I ain't gonna lie, jumped the line, goddamn. <laughs> Fucking okay. busting that time. Look, bitch, take this $20, dollars let's see what we can do with it. So, couple of my feet hit, but I did make my introduction. Well, you know what I met? I met Monet 
I met Monet and Jasmine Cashmere at the video okay. in Capitol Heights, Maryland. And Jasmine, okay. whose real, real name is Nicole, still talks about it to this day because she took my Chicago Bears hat and she made me sign it. And she still got the hat. And then she was supposed to do my um, my best friend's um, bachelor party, but due to some faulty negotiations and the fact that her father um, is a big time gangster in the area, she didn't do it. But I met her and them together and me and Monet was talking. And then, you know, when I saw her for the Marine Corps birthday again, she recognized me because we had been rapping for a while, but you know, we didn't. All right. So who who's the ones that you did do? Well, I met um Sky Black at the Skylark. Oh. <laughs> Y'all know what Skylark used to be at? Yeah. So I met I met I met her at her at her quote girlfriend <laughs> um, at the Skylark. And I sat behind him. And then me being the person that I was, I was just over there. Sh- I didn't even know who she was at the time. And uh, I'm talking over her shoulder, and I'm joning, cracking jokes on the dancers. I had them cracking up. And then I made a comment about smoking, and she was like, oh, you got some tree? I'm like, yeah, I got some tree. So um, we went back over to a hotel across the street at the Days Inn. And um, we smoking and shit, sitting in the car smoking. And her girl, her, Girlfriend, a little gay bitch in the car. Uh, you know, she's like, you need some. If, I'm like, if you need some weed, I got you. Just, you know, hit my line. That's what I always hit them with. They're like, all right, cool. I'm we're about to go upstairs. And um, I drop them off, they go in the house, I drive off, I'm headed down New York Avenue, and I got almost all the way to the beltway. And she hit me back, she was like, uh, where you at? Are you far? I'm like, nah, but y'all leave some in the car. She's like, come back to the hotel. When I came back to the hotel, she had got rid of her shawty. <laughs> <laughs> so we smoked some more and, and who knows? Man, okay. And from that point, and from that point, everybody that came in the time, this was way back when they were still like in the industry. She would like let every you know, when people come to town, like, let me know, you know, somebody I can get some tree from. And she was always, always tell me when she was always giving them my information. So that's how I mean a lot of. So for those who don't know, Skylark is a was a strip club in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Didn't they change the name? Nah, it was a Skylark for the longest. And they had that little funky ass buffet on the side with the motherfucking mm-hmm. potato salad and them chicken wings. Like somebody came to the club to see booty juice being flung all over the place. And all of a sudden, he wants a potato salad. Who the fuck came up with that? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Booty juice. <laughs> <laughs> all this shit being fucked out in this club. And y'all got a motherfucking trough of fucking potato salad and, and dried out motherfucking roasted garlic wings on the side. People like still- motherfucker just going to be running, keep running his ass back over there and eat. Motherfucker, you the buffet and the strip club does not mix. No, no. man. <laughs> it, it wasn't in a separate kitchen area. It was just out there with everything. Mm-hmm. You know what really motherfucking fucks with me in the strip club is when the bitch come off her set and she start walking around and she want to shake everybody's head. Mm-hmm. Close to them. I always dap them bitches up. <laughs> bitch, you was just on, on stage rubbing all in your pussy. 
And as soon as you came off the stage, you didn't go wash your motherfucking hands. You immediately started walking around <laughs> and fucking shaking motherfuckers' hands. Now, what the fuck if I wipe my face and next thing you know, three days later, I got a cold sore? <laughs> <laughs> Your hand before you come on fucking shaking my hand. I dap them bitches. Hey, boo. Uh-uh. No, I no. I'm a germaphobe. I'ma tell you <laughs> strip club. One thing about the strip club, as dudes, I'ma say this. The strip, I can't go to a strip club where there's no lap dancing. With me, I don't go on to watch a, a girl on stage does nothing for me. I don't understand how dudes tip all this money. And you can't even touch the girl. I don't. I. I don't get it. It does nothing for me just to watch it. If I can't have a lap in my lap, I'm not. I'm I did. Not I did the strip club circuit when you know I moved here from Chicago after I got out of military, and um, I got. I'm glad I got that shit out of my system early because it came to my senses. Why am I giving you money? And I learned very easy. No matter how much you game, you try to shoot at these bitches. I mean, how much fucking smooth talking it is. They are not going to fuck you after mm-hmm. you accept them. They're never going to fuck you. All they see you is as an ATM dispenser. They're never going to fuck. This is why when I got to the point where I was going to strip club, I would go to like, um, what's the joint on Georgia Avenue, the penthouse? I sit all the way at the top. I can see them bitches. <laughs> I don't need to come down there and throw shit at the stage. DJ, fuck you. You can talk this shit all you want to. I'd have hit my two-drink minimum, motherfucker. I don't have to spend no more money in this motherfucker. <laughs> the fuck is you talking about? Yeah, I ain't tipped that bitch in. Hey, Brian, how you feel about strip clubs? When's the last time you went to a strip club? I only went once, and it was stadium. Um, in your whole life? The, in my entire life. I wanted, to go, uh, I wanted to go to another time just to see another performer, but that never happened. But years ago, um, the experience was I went with a group of people um, that were okay, but somehow it was like, oh, this is it. And, and the funny thing was, is like, I thought stadium was a little bit bigger, but it wasn't because <laughs> as much as they kept hyping about how big that is, but, um, and I don't know, it was, it was just not my scene. I mean, I, when I, when I go to Atlanta to visit my uh, family, you know, I try to convince uh, my sister. She goes to strip clubs, and then I got one story to tell you about that one. Um, she, I asked her, you know, I've been to Magic City and or any of those other clubs, and she said Magic City, you know, they got those skinny bitches there. They're they're not all that, and they're a bunch of bougies anyway. So, but um, but, but I here's the story. One New Year's Eve. Um, my sister and I went to, um, met up with her coworkers at a sort of like a party at a hotel and all that stuff. So apparently they brought in a stripper to do, you know, do the dancing and all that stuff. And, you know, everyone saw her do her dance and all that stuff. My sister put out some money and figured it's like, okay, cool. But next thing you know, I see her picking up some money and I'm like, wait, Happened there, and, and I get some of her friends, and it's like, asked, did, did my sister just make change? And, and pretty much it was like, yeah. So she she literally picked up some strippers' money, 
you know, just to make change. So she gave her like a 10 and picked up a five. I was like, what the hell are you doing? And so, but, uh, but yeah, the whole, you know, that whole stripper club thing, you know, I felt like, all right, I, I did it. It was interesting. You know, the, the next time I would go there, if it's like, hey, Naomi or Tara Patrick or whomever I like, you know, performing, maybe one night I'll go there, but not, it's not, not something for me to, hey, dude, let's go. We're going to a strip club and waste all my money. No, I ain't doing that. Let me tell you, I was so hooked on strip clubs back in the day. And I would go almost every week because I used to work in a job where I, get paid, I got paid weekly. I used to go almost every week. It was like me setting aside money for extra bill. I had strip club money out of my check. And people were like, well, you wasn't getting. I was married. I was living with my wife. But I was still hooked on the strip club. I think I was addicted. If I could take all that strip club money back, I think it would amount to about close to six six thousand dollars. That's uh, that's not bad. Oh, that's bad. If you told it six thousand, I would say that's like a, a good. Uh, you know that's a house payment. I understand, no, but I didn't. This wasn't at stadium. I used to go to these because back in the day, these were the best kind. I used to go to the hole in the wall joints. Right. You no, know, those were the best ones because the the, the uh, girls there basically would kind of do anything. You know. Right. So do anything and give you anything more afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it was it was that kind. They had a little VIP room, and you were going in, whatever, whatever. But today, you give a stripper five dollars for a lap dance today, you won't get laughed at. You know what I'm saying? My boy, my boy, uh, <laughs> we went to the strip club, I think about three years ago. He hadn't been in 10 years at that point. And that was mm. the last time I went to the strip club three years ago. So anyway, I took him. He's still thinking it's 2003 or something. And this <laughs> chick, the chick gives him a lap dance. And when she done, he, he's like, here you go. And it was a $1. And she was like, uh-uh. I was like, I was like, JP, man, you can give her five more or something like that. Five more. He was like, I was like, man, this is 2003. You gotta, you gotta pay up. You know what I'm saying? This is least it is is ten dollars for a song. He like, mm-hmm. I ain't know. We we got to go. I ain't know it was like that. I ain't, you know, forget that. So yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's crazy, man. Ten dollars for a lap dance now at stadiums is about twenty dollars just to look at. I refuse to go to stadium. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm cool on that. I, I I ain't big on spending my money on the bitches. It's just I'm just not big on it at all, man. You can't. I'm just not gonna be giving you all my money because it's. It's, it's, it's okay. I mean, if you want to go and negotiate in the corner and tell me what motherfucking Super 8 hotel you working out of, then we jump. You know, price is right, but I'm not just throwing you my money. Nah. You know, you got these lame-ass motherfuckers. I mean, they trying to get these whole... Let me tell you little young rappers and you little young boys something. When you spend money on these bitches, they ain't gonna give you no pussy right Unless you buying the pussy outright, mm-hmm. keep spending. She gonna keep letting you spend until she figure you done ran out, and then she gonna run off. Yep. You gonna have to go get some more. So your best bet, 
is to not tip these hoes. Go buy all the drinks you want. <laughs> buying all the drinks is the one with money. She will gravitate over you because these hoes is thirsty. But don't just go out in these strip clubs with a band of bills and throwing them. That really ain't gonna get you. No, you can go get that motherfucking money to the woman you fucking. That's how you gonna come to some pussy these bitches in these strip clubs. Have you gotten how much hate mail have you got from females since she started the show? I wouldn't even notice it was a spike. I mean, I there's nothing wrong with what I say. It's just that no, it's not. But what's wrong is these bitches too many niggas out here who are totally reliant on telling these bitches what they want to hear in order to get in some pussy. I'm not that guy. I don't feel the need to fucking pacify you, to pander to you, or to lie to you if I'm not trying to fuck you. So I'm going to tell you the God honest truth. I got a woman that milks me every motherfucking night. She so around? don't have a chance. <laughs> Is she around now? Nah, she on her way home from work. She ain't gonna say. I was gonna say, man, you should bring her on. Bring on this. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! You're not gonna come around my chair when she when, when I get in when she get in because she's gonna try to give me a kiss when she come in, but she ain't gonna get in on this conversation. She, so she don't know about your show, huh? You don't know about your show. I know about my show. She she listened to every episode. Okay. Though no, she said the other day she didn't imagine you. I showed her your picture. She like. I didn't. I didn't picture him being short. I said, "I little midget motherfucker." <laughs> what did she picture me? Oh, you know when we was in old girl house, um, and um, oh yeah, standing there by. The, I was standing by the, the the balcony door, and you was fucking with oh. that damn right ass camera of yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Well, look, man, I'm a. I'm a. Hey, Brian, aren't you? You going out of town next week, right? Uh, yeah, I'll be in the West Coast for a week. Okay, okay. Well, um, I, you know, we're gonna do, we're gonna record another episode next Tuesday. Um, mm -hmm. I know you, you know, if you if you can make it cool, if not, um, we're gonna do something. We will have a female or females next week. I guarantee. I, I will, yeah, I will try to pitch. Uh, go get one of these motherfuckers. Instagram on. No, <laughs> no, but she's not an Instagram model. She, she's a radio personality, so oh, yeah, I might she, ask her to come on. Yeah, ask Sarah if she can if she can make a brief appearance next week. We'll do it at this. We're gonna do it at the same time. Um, you yeah. know, it's gonna be three hours. Like seven over there. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. So, uh, anything you want to hype? Uh, give out Brian real quick before we get about it. Something next month, uh, the return of Fast and Victuals, hopefully, and uh, Eye Candy. So those two shows, uh, the ladies, all the ladies have been ready. So they're they're hungry to get back on the air. All right, all right. Uh, Mr. TJ, I don't know, is it just TJ now? Is it TJ Chicago Kid? TJ, the king of uh, Wamunda, Wazunga? What, what is it now? It's TJ, the motherfucking Chicago Kid, um, Captain Controversial, 10 Pounds of Dangling Fury. Dicks in your lips. I am all of the above, you funky. <laughs> and when we come back on the air, May 1st. It's, it's May 1st, right? The studio, we're supposed to move the studio May 1st, but we're going to open two weeks after because I got to get 
things to All do. All that stuff. Right? Dude, you yeah. fucking up my fan base. Hey, hey, look, what are you doing next to you? My fan base. Tell your fan base to, to watch this. And I told them motherfuckers May 1st. Now you talking about the middle of May, motherfucker. We ain't going to be back on the answer fucking Cinco de Mayo, nigga, or <laughs> Mexican Independence Day. Shit. We will be back in May, full show. That's yes. a yes. But, uh, you know, until then, and even after then, dudes talk shit will still be uh, coming to you on via YouTube. Uh, I see. Yes. Don't be aware I need to do my podcast. I can invite some motherfuckers and, and do my show either in the daytime or in the evening. Yeah. Fucked up and I can. Well, how can I record this shit, though? You leave that to me. Okay. I, can, I can, I can, I can help you with that. Okay, I, I got, I got you, I got you, Rich. We're not live now. This is, but you know, so if you're watching now, it's Tuesday night. If you're probably watching, it's Tuesday night. Whenever you, whatever. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, this is Trump, the good one. Brian, three SL Lyles. Hello. Uh, T- Chicago, <laughs> what his name is going to be next month or next week. Uh, next time, the next episode, we will have ladies, I promise you, on the show. Naked bitches! And we going to talk. And I would like to invite TJ back uh, the next episode, if you want, to talk. Hey, come back. I ain't got shit else to do. Alright, we're going to talk some shit to these ladies. We're going to hopefully have Brian and Sarah um, be on the show from the West Coast. Um, and uh, we're gonna just do what we do best. We talk shit. Peace. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> hey. <sighs>